So this morning, the message that I've had in my heart is tear down the walls. And God has been talking to me about walls. He's been talking to me about walls in my own life and barriers that I've put up. Um, and so we're just gonna we're gonna talk about that. I feel that as we come into the start of the new year. Um, that God's willing to do some business with us so that he can set us up for a win for the rest of the year. Because, you know, we don't want to be exactly the same as we are now at the end of the year. You know, we want to make sure that we take on hold of all that God has for us and step into all that he has for us because what he has for us is good. Okay? So we just, I just want to, um, we're just going to talk about that a wee bit today, all right? Awesome. So a wall is a structure that defines an area. You know, it carries a load or it provides shelter or security. It can provide a defense or a fortification against actions or persons that may cause harm. It also protects that which, that which it surrounds. So many cities um, are built with walls around them to protect the people and the treasures within. Okay, even the city of peace, Jerusalem, was a walled city. It was surrounded by walls to protect its people. And these walls have been torn down and rebuilt and torn down and brought to ruins and and rebuilt a number of times. Now, if you live in a walled city, okay, you've got to be able to get in and out. You know, you can't just live in this wee walled city. You only have to get in and out, um, all that kind of stuff. You know, you've got to be able to try and access crops, um, trade, travel, maybe for religious or cultural festivals. You know, you don't really want to stay locked up in the confines of the city, right? So there are gates positioned around the city and um, in the wall that provide access for people. Now these gates, um, they let the good things in while keeping the bad things out. So that, you know, that makes sense. It's pretty good. You want to let the good things in, keep the bad things out, um, and go about your merry way. So there's a whole range of different gates that were around the city, and they all had different purposes, and they were named for their purpose because it makes you know, sense. Um, so the sheep gate, the sheep gate was the gate where the sheep and the lambs that were used for the sacrifices were brought in. It was positioned near the temple, um, um, ready to, and so they could be brought in to be sacrificed. The fish gate was the gate where the fishermen would um, bring in their catch that they were caught to be sold. Um, the horse gate was close to the king's stables, and it was where the men would ride their horses in um, out when they went to war. The dung gate, well, you can pretty much leave it up to your own imagination what the dung gate would be, but let's just say it was pretty unpleasant, the stuff that came out through that gate. Okay, but the point of, of it is that when there was a wall, there was a way to get through it. Now, gatekeepers were appointed to ensure that only what was right and safe would come through the gates, protecting the city within. Now, walls and boundaries and borders are a healthy thing to have in our own lives and our hearts until they aren't. No, so God and I have been on a bit of a journey for a wee while, um, and it's been an ongoing one, and we're all a work in progress, um, which is awesome. But it's a journey that can be pretty uncomfortable and pretty broad, and, um, and there are times I'd much rather go, you know what, I'm tapping out. That, that's it. I'm tapping out. Someone else can deal with this. I don't want to do this anymore, God. But I know that what's on the other side of the process is far greater than the current discomfort that I feel. Um, you see, for a very long time, I built walls around my heart to protect myself from getting hurt. You know, there are times I've been pretty undone by people's actions or their words, and um, some had been intentional, and some hadn't been intended at all. Um, so initially, there are these walls I built up in my, around my heart which would protect myself. 
You know, some of them were put in place when I was pretty young, but unfortunately the gates got locked up so that the stuff that would have been good to get in didn't necessarily make it past the gatekeeper. And the things that are supposed to let go of, they stayed inside the walls. Um, Ray, how do I turn the page? How do I turn the page? Oh. Sorry, I realised that I left like the middle page of my message behind at home, and so I'm having to try and do it's just up, it's up and down. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's not a book. This is an iPad. Thanks. Okay, but... Off you go. Thanks. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So yeah. So there were there were um, yeah. So there were lies that had been spoken into my life, and I took them on board as truth. And you know, starting to leave them, and then they started to form the way that I saw the world. Now, when you believe the lie, you give power to the liar. When you believe the truth, you're grabbing hold of revelation and truth that will change your life. But when you believe the lie, you give power to the liar. And he is not someone we want to give power to over our life. So in turn, I've built walls and I hardened my heart in order to protect myself. So if my heart was vulnerable, then I would... Um, if my heart was vulnerable, then I would get hurt. There's a lesson I learned pretty quickly. The only way to protect myself was to never, ever be vulnerable. You know, to never disagree with people, to always run from conflict, to never express an opinion opposite to anybody else, to never rely on anybody else but myself in order to avoid disappointment. Now, I refuse to be vulnerable to anyone or anything, including God. But you see, God understands that that's not in line with how he created me. It's not in line with his purpose for my life, and it's not in line with his truth. And so very uncomfortably, very uncomfortable, he has been taking me on a journey of bringing down the walls of my heart and allowing myself to be vulnerable to him again. Excuse me, sorry. Now, God is willing to bring down the walls around our heart and allow ourselves to be vulnerable again. Now, often we see vulnerability as weakness, but vulnerability is not weakness. Um, there's a um, Christian researcher, storyteller, named Dr. Brene Brown, and she talks about the power of vulnerability, that there is power in being vulnerable. And um, I don't have any of her quotes, but I would highly recommend that you get a hold of her book. Um, and read that, let's grab hold of that message, she's got TED Talks and stuff, incredible, it will change your life. But there is power, vulnerability is not being weak. Vulnerability is allowing yourself to, to be impacted and changed by those around you, but also to impact and change those around you. Many of us have built walls up around our hearts and our lives, and some of these have been intentional. Oh, okay, that person hurt me, so I'm not going to listen to anything that they say. I'm not going to take that on board. Some of it, some our walls have been built up that we're not even aware of them, but they're preventing us from stepping into all that God has for us. You know, some of these um, may outwork themselves in self-destructive um, patterns that sabotage us because we believe the lie that we are unworthy of good things happening to us. So when anything, something, something good happens, we self-sabotage. And we do stuff to, oh, we're not worthy of this. And so 
we do things to prevent that from happening. We believe the lie that we're not worthy. And maybe that we're too afraid to get hurt or let down, so we never put ourselves in a position to take risk because we're afraid, afraid of failure. Oh, I could never do that. Oh, I couldn't go talk to that person. I couldn't go pray for them because, like, that kind of stuff, you know, when you pray for people and they get healed, that happens to other people. That doesn't happen to me. I, mean, I, I tried it once and, and I prayed for a person and nothing happened. You know? It could be that we never let anyone in. We never ask for help, even from God, because we don't want people to know that we're vulnerable. Whatever it is, whatever the wall or the barrier, it cannot protect you as much as the Holy Spirit can. It cannot provide you with the freedom, the peace or the comfort that Jesus has for you. It does not provide you with the truth, but a counterfeit that comforts in the short term and creates havoc for what is left. The thing with these walls is they can be really, really comfortable. It's familiar, and eventually they can begin to form your identity. Now, have you ever met someone who's like completely defined by their illness um, or their circumstances? You know, like, oh, um, yeah, I, I have depression, and so, um, yeah, that's just me. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not putting down anybody who has depression or who has had depression or any dealings with it. Because I know from my own journey that it's, it's a hard thing to get out of. And, um, but it can be quite comfortable to be there because it's safe. You know what the boundaries are. You know, well, if I do this, this is always going to be the same. I'm always going to feel like this. But to try and step out of that, to step out of that darkness, to step out of um, that cloud, it takes hard work and it's scary. Because what if, if I step out of this and who am I now? If depression isn't my identity, who am I now? You know? And so sometimes it can be more comfortable for us to stay where we are rather than step out of, um, step out of, of, of what may not be so good for us. You know, while the situation there may not be the best, it's familiar and thereby safe. And to lift up out of that has too many unknown factors. Often people are rescued out of cults um, they return because um, it's too uncomfortable and too unknown to walk freely. You know, I, I, they want out of it, they don't like it when they're there, but they return because, well, actually, I know the boundaries and, and it's safe here and it's okay and I think I'm just going to stay here. I know that it's not so good, but out there's really scary and I, I don't know, I just don't know. And so that unknown factor keeps them trapped. You know, Brene Brown says, you can choose courage or you can choose comfort. You cannot choose both. God has already given us the victory, and he can remove those walls and barriers. We just actually have to choose to let him. Joshua um, 6, verses 1 to 5, talks about... um, it's the story of um, Joshua walking around the city of Jericho. God had said that he would give them the city of Jericho. And they're like, it's a walled city. How are we going to do this? And, and it says, So Jericho was shut up tight as a drum because of the people of Israel. No one going in, no one coming out. God spoke to Joshua, Look sharp now. I've already given Jericho to you, along with its king and its crack troops. Here's what you are to do. March around the city, all your soldiers. Circle the city once. Repeat this for six days. Have seven priests carry seven rams, horns, trumpets in front of the chest, 
And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times, the priests blowing away on their trumpets, and then a long blast on the ram's horn. When you hear that, all the people are to shout at the top of their lungs. The city wall will collapse at once, and the people are to enter every man straight on in. I've already given Jericho to you. God has already given you your victory. You just need to walk in it. Now, when they, when they walked around that city on that seventh day, and they walked around seven times, and they gave that shout, the walls came down exactly as God said it would, and they were able to go in and take the city. Now, I don't have a three points on how to remove the walls and barriers um, in your heart, because I'm still very much a work in progress. And I believe that um, it's something that God will do with you. You know, he will do as much as you allow him. He's a gentleman. He does not force anything. He's not going to go, you know what? Those walls aren't good for you. I'm just going to remove them right now. He doesn't do that. He's like, hey, these walls aren't good for you. How about we work on these together? How about I help you take these away? Are you okay with me taking them away? Now, he's not going to come in and, and remove them from us and leave us vulnerable and not prepared. But he's going to come walk, work with us. As much as we allow him. Because he, he wants the best for us and for our hearts to be wide open spaces where we can go deep with him rather than remaining walled out. I want to encourage you, allow yourself to be vulnerable with God. There's nothing about you he doesn't actually already know. You know, sometimes we go, there's times I'm like, God, I just, I just don't want to talk to you about this because I just don't want to admit it and I don't want to, uh, it's uncomfortable and I don't want to talk about this. I'm just like, I already know. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going through. I know what you're feeling. I already know. Doesn't affect how I feel about you. Doesn't change anything. Doesn't change my purpose. Doesn't change that you're my child. I already know. When we allow the walls in our life to come down, allow the walls in our hearts to be removed, there's a freedom that comes in. And I really do feel that God is calling us into a place as believers where he's wanting us to go deeper with him. He's wanting us to experience a freedom and a liberty that can only be found in him. He's wanting us to take us to places that we have never, ever even allowed ourselves to dream of. Because what he has for us is so much better. I want to encourage you Allow yourself to be vulnerable with God. There's nothing about you he doesn't know. Allow the Holy Spirit to remove the walls and confidently choose to be vulnerable with Him. Romans 5 1 to 2. Excuse me. It says, By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us. Set us right with him. Make us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of our master, Jesus. And that's not all. We open the doors to God and discover the same moment, that at the same moment that he's already opened his doors to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. I love that. We have it all together with God because of our Master Jesus. We don't have it all together with God because of what we've sacrificed or um, because of how good we've been or because we didn't swear at our neighbour. We have it 
altogether with God because of Jesus. Because of what Jesus has done on the cross and what he has done in our life. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. When we open those gates to those walls in our hearts and let him in, we see that he is already there waiting. He's already opened his, his gates to us. And we find ourselves standing, we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. What would that feel like? To experience standing wide in God's grace and his glory. What would that feel like? What would that look like in your life? Now, um, our, our feelings will lie to us. And so sometimes we, we hear things or something might happen or a situation might happen in our life and we attach a feeling to it. And so, but that feeling can deceive us. So you might be told that you're unworthy. And so you remember, it, when, when you're told that, it's devastating, right? So think as a young child, you're told you're unworthy, you're useless. You were a mistake, okay? And you attach feelings to this, to this lie of, oh my gosh, I'm useless. And, and you feel that. And what that does is it creates, um, it creates like a, a memory in your, in your brain. And, and it attaches the feelings to the lie. And the enemy uses those to um, hook into our hearts and to... Um, and to take away from us um, God's truth. And so when we hear that God loves you, that God purposes you, that he designed you, that he created you on purpose, for a purpose, that you are not a mistake, that you are his child, that he gave his life for, that he loves. <coughs> when you hear that, you remember the, the, what it felt like, what the lot on it, I'm unworthy. And so it makes it harder to, to, to understand that truth because there's a feeling attached to the lie. What God wants us to do and what we need to learn to do is no matter how we're feeling, recognize truth and hold on to truth. And that will change. And hope our feelings into God's truth. So if it was, it says in his word, we find ourselves standing where we always hope we might stand out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting in praise. Now that might seem to you, oh, that's just so far-fetched. I could never, I could never do that. I could never experience that. I, I can't imagine having a wide open space in my heart and in my life and standing in his, in his grace and his glory. But if you think about that, and you go, what would that feel like? And you attach feelings to what that is, to the truth that God loves us, to the truth that, that he wants the best for us, that he wants us to experience his grace and his glory, and he gives it freely to us. And you go, what does that feel like? 
we attach a feeling to it, to the truth. And then that truth becomes more powerful in our life than the lie that we are unworthy. Does that make sense? So I want to encourage you. Allow yourself to be vulnerable with God. Allow His Holy Spirit to minister to you. It may be a little bit uncomfortable, but He's gonna He's gonna lead you. He's gonna He's not gonna drag you kicking and screaming, but He's gonna lead you gently and go on this journey with you together. We're just gonna step into a bit of um, time of. Um, Worship really, and, and the song, like, there's no words and stuff. If you don't know them, that's fine. You don't need to actually worship. It's actually about taking time with God to examine your heart. God, are there walls around my heart? Am I allowing myself to be vulnerable with you? What is it that you're wanting to do in my heart? What is it that may be pre- um, preventing me from stepping into what you have for me? What are those things that are holding me back? And allowing God to show you those and then also help you deal with them. Amen? So we're just going to um, put on the song. If you want to um, stand, whatever, sit, that's fine. Um, if you want in prayer, we're more than happy to pray with you. You know, because we believe that there's power in prayer and, um, <coughs> and power in partnership. And so we'd love to, you know, just pray and minister to you as well in that time if you wish. So just feel free just to come up you know, and we can do that. And then I'll just quickly pray. Father, I just thank you that, um, that your heart towards us is good, that your thoughts towards us are good, and that you want the best for us. Thank you, Lord, that, that you want to remove the walls in our hearts that, are, uh, um, that have become harmful to us and restrictive to us, and you want to set us free. And so, Father, we just, we just pray today. Lord, we give you our heart. We give you those walls. We say, have your way in us today. Mm-hmm.